0: trust me he knows i put him on skates last time and this time when i put you on skates i'm gonna leave you frozen like elsa hello and welcome back to hold on i'm talking brother my name is joe greenwood and you are listening to our ufc 281 preview israel adesanya versus alex pereja for the middleweight title from madison square garden the mecca of combat sports And Tom, the UFC have made Madison Square Garden in November one of its pinnacle cards of the year. And let's just put it straight out there. Does this live up to the hype? Does this live up to that billing that the UFC have given it? Well, they've put the right fighters on there. They've created the platform. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, Now, of course, we've seen before where those fights have not always lived up to expectations. The thing is, at Madison Square Garden, it normally goes down. Mm. All right. We've got Adesanya facing his boogeyman, Alex Pereira, in the number one slot. Lots of questions to be answered there. And then some real fan favourites in Poirier and Chandler later on down the card, amongst some packed prelims. I'm excited, Joe.
0: Excellent, excellent, excellent. Well, Tom, no foreplay. Let's get to it. We are about to go into this card. And me and Tom are going to make predictions for all of these fights. Uh, We're going to pick a fight for each uh, fight who we think is going to win. And if we get that correct, we get one point. And we're going to pick the method. And if we get that correct, it's two points, meaning ten points are on offer for us today. I am the defending champion. I won last time. Um, So let's get on with it and start with this main event of Adesanya versus Pereja. the middleweight title this is the third time they've met for the first time in mma though first two times were in kickboxing in which pereja beat adesanya twice now having watched those two fights not that long ago i can tell you that they are very contentious fights tom and i'm going to straight up ask you here do you think that we are going to be in for anything contentious with this fight? Or do you think that these two are somewhat of their equal? Uh, well, Joe, I think we
1: do have to start, of course, with the history between the two of them. However, the key part is we must recognise it is a different sport. Mm. It's a different cage with a different cage. parameters. I yeah. mean, it's a cage instead different of a Different size, ring.
0: A, a small ring. Yeah,
1: different size and yeah of course for, for kickboxers that freedom they have to move especially men with the kind of ring craft that we've seen Izzy display making full use of the cage against uh, some of his past opponents mm. who couldn't either couldn't get near him or tried to and got humbled in doing so uh, mm. i think he's shown a real mastery for this for this you know um this setting mm. so with that in mind I'm, I'm not sure how much credence how much importance to place on the prior fights especially as you say joe they were a little bit controversial i mean is he very much feels like he won the first fight seems yeah. like there are quite a few commentators out there who are with him did yeah. you feel the same
0: yeah i feel the same i feel like he won the fight it was very close but i th- i think that he won the fight um but again what, a, again, what about this
1: what about the second fight though joe what about the second uh, did he win that
0: he was winning that until he got <laughs> knocked out by Pereja with this huge left hook, um, which is obviously the main weapon of Pereja. What is interesting, though, is that in that fight, Adesanya was really putting it on Pereja and he basically got a standing eight count, Pereja, which kind of it was a bit of an odd one because he was just like, oh, is he finished him really no not it, quite it, it was it was it, a bit of an it was on. in it was
1: in brazil we should add there <laughs> yes. hometown hometown hero yeah um, poetan mm. yeah izzy wasn't happy with it because he felt that gave him the recovery time that perhaps he shouldn't shouldn't be given yeah. i'm not that au fait with the rules in in kickboxing uh but they meet again in ufc it seemed preordained very much so now let's talk about Pereira's road to the title fight mm. um, now who's he beat Joe he's beat Andreas Michalidis at MSG last year with a switch uh, UFC knee 268 yeah a flying knee now that's not the whole story of that fight no first round he was getting hugged he was getting ground down against against the cage mm. It wasn't looking that great no uh, so hail Mary time <laughs> flying knee Knocked flying knee, and then and that's it. Okay, so fantastic for the highlight reel, but I yeah. don't know how much you can rely on flying knees to get you out of trouble every fight. No. Um, then he fought Bruno Silva, Yes, a man with not much regard to him at that time. I thought that was a close fight until the third round, Joe.
0: Yeah? yeah, I agree, um, at which point uh, Pereja really put it on Silva. Also, I feel like that fight is a really good example of Pereja, the fighter, in that you know, if you put your guard up, like your hands up to your head at there, Padayha, that is typically when he starts to unload. Like, he doesn't really get into, like, these exchanges where, he, where you're both sort of trying to fire at the same time and time each other off each other's strikes. He wants you hurt off of a single shot, covering up, and then he starts to unload. This is something that was from his kickboxing career as well. That is a very similar thing that he used to do there. Yeah, l- let me
1: jump in on that one, Joe. Mm. Uh,
0: yeah, that- that's something I observed as well. Uh, now, like you said,
1: he's not so interested in 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 trading. He's kind of willing to absorb shots himself mm. as well. Uh, so what I'm saying is, yeah, in in waiting for those moments where his opponent will will have the high guard and then he can start to unload and really hurt them. Yeah. to get them to that state, he's willing to absorb shots. Yeah, you know, when they're not hurt, he doesn't he doesn't unleash.
0: Yeah. I think also it's probably just the case with the people that he's fought in the UFC so far is that their striking is just... In terms of power, is probably nothing that's too surprising for Pereja. Um, And then case in point with that being Sean Strickland in the last fight... Which... a man who
1: d- definitely did not hold a high <laughs> guard and, and seek to block punches i
0: sent you a picture earlier of the as the as the concussive th- left I blow i think that's probably going to be the album cover for this episode isn't it <laughs> I mean, yes, what I... a
1: comedy display yeah
0: where it was it was bizarre where Strickland was doing like this hand fighting thing where he was trying to like grab at his hands and uh, he's re- he's reaching. reaching out
1: with his right. He's reaching with his right so that he can land his own his own uh, straight shot down yeah. the pipe. <laughs> so he's trying to set up the left, and in doing so, he's exposing by putting
0: his right hand away
1: from his face. Yeah, he's exposing himself to the biggest weapon of Alex Pereira.
0: I know, and Pereira set up so well with that sort of left body jab, just fainting and twitching, and Strickland bit on every single feint and every single shot and then he just uncorked that massive left hook goes down and then he lands two right hands as he falls oh my. Yeah. that was a brutal finish from Pereira, and he earns a title shot does he deserve a title shot if you compare it to the what adesanya went through and his run when he got to the ufc
1: no well, quite clearly, without the history between them, we wouldn't be. Um, no. Well, would Pereira be ranked? <laughs>
0: I don't think so. He wouldn't be ranked that highly. Would be... I don't, I don't think he I don't think he would be in the rankings, Joe. Well, if I have to be Strickland, I don't think, so. think after to... Strickland well, ranked though, isn't he? Would, would he get? Would he get the Strickland fight? Oh, that's a good point, actually. No, probably not. Um, yeah, I mean, he would have been wrestled to death by.
1: Brunson some unknown <laughs> on the early prelims and then packed off back to
0: to glory do you think he would have beaten Brad Tavares no oh. well
1: wait 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 that was too resounding that was too resounding that was too it's was more it? like it, yeah it, it was yeah um I mean there are other fighters at middleweight that you know aren't favorable matchups for him you know guys like Andre M- M- Muniz yeah yeah,
0: or someone mm. like—I
1: um, mean, even Jack Hermanson.
0: Oh, I don't know about Hermanson. I'm—I'm I'm not sure if I totally buy into that. But look, that's not the fight we're getting. Instead, we're getting we two—we're yeah. getting two kick He's made going at it now. What
1: what, what? 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 Yeah. Sorry, Joe. I just want to round off what I'm—what I'm trying to get out here in talking about uh, Pereira's route to the to the title fight. Mm. All right. Now, Sean Strickland. Jack Slack I was just listening to him now and he was pointing out that it's kind of the perfect dream matchup for Pereira in that well as i say he likes to reach away with his right hand yeah. to use that to find range yeah he, he brings it away he brings his guard down and it's the worst possible thing that you can do yeah against against a specific weapon that Alex Pereira has mm. um So you can see, you know, when you kind of go through those fights he's had, it's not that convincing. We've all got on board with it, all right? It made sense. We were all creaming for this fight. Mm. But, um, you know, it's it's not a true test.
0: Let's also bring up the Strickland fight as well, is that the whole time Strickland was just walking forward and constantly, as you say, reaching out with that right hand, so he's basically setting the range for Pereja as well. Where it's just like, right, it's going to be here. All right, I'll stop. Okay, I'll throw that left body jab. All right, whatever. I'll just keep finding my time in, take my time. He allowed Pereja the time basically to line up a perfect shot and land it. I don't know what Strickland thought. What, he was going to throw it and just eat it? That's that's a horrendous idea. Like, so
1: what's making me cringe here? I yeah. picked Sean Strickland for that fight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it is. That was a ludicrous pick, I must say. Wow, I didn't expect that kind of display. I expected him to uh, to use MMA. Tempo takedowns, you know, yeah. leg kicks, you know, yeah, maybe converting sw- that forward pressure. Dance.
1: Yeah. Converting the forward pressure which obviously was an uncomfortable position to be in against yeah. any kind of kickboxer forward pressure is going to be at the elite level. Yeah. It's going to be dangerous. But they
0: were just t- walking in circles around the ring basically turning clockwise the whole time. Yeah. And at that yeah. point where Pereira just sets his feet you can just follow-, follow him. He was just following into that left hand. It was a terrible, terrible performance from him. And as you say, what can you really take from it? If you look at it, Pereira as a kickboxer as well, he as a fighter, just you know, in his physicality, he's different. You know, kickboxing Pereira had his hands quite high up to his head, whereas in the UFC he's demonstrated so far, keeps his kind of like waist height, doesn't he? It's almost like a, like a gunslinger.
1: That's dismissive of the opponents he's had so far.
0: So you don't think he's going to do that against Adesanya?
1: No, I don't think he's
0: going to do that against Adesanya. It would be. I think
1: it's a huge fight for Adesanya, but I also think it's a really big fight for Pereira, and he respects him, and he knows it's not Sean
0: Strickland. Do you think he's? Do you think he's going to maybe throw something that we haven't seen so far? Like, to be honest, he hasn't thrown that many kicks in terms of the UFC, like low kicks or even high kicks from there. I'm wondering if he's going to start maybe integrating that into the game. I mean, even as a kickboxer, he wasn't a huge kicker, you know, he was more used for the hands and the kicks were used more to keep range. But again, that ring is so different to the cage and the space that you can work within. Now, listen, listen. we've been talking about the contender. Yeah. Let's let's get on to the champ. I mean, Adesanya at middleweight has been near enough flawless uh, in the UFC. Uh, well,
1: if by flawless you mean that he's, he's, you know, uh, not been hit and he's managed to outpoint his opponents <laughs> and they haven't been able to break through his game. I'm he's,
0: sensing dissent here, Tom.
1: Well, Joe, you know, I think I have to represent the views of most fans here. And I think you agree with me, too. Uh, now, the last memorable performance from Adesanya, it's two years ago now, Paolo Costa, mm. USC 253 mm-hmm. in Abu Dhabi uh since then while well, he went up he flirted with with uh, light heavyweight um and just met a, a bigger man yeah yeah um i think i think that kind of ruled that path out for him without going further into that Bl- blahovich obviously fought a smart fight too yeah of course um, of course there were some details to the striking which are worth considering but let's put that to one side it was a different weight class since then it's been Marvin Vittori. Robert Whittaker and Jared Cannonier. Mm. Have the fans got what they want? Have they got what he promised from those fights?
0: No, no he hasn't. Um, I think part of that is uh, as we've said before on this podcast is the fear of getting knocked out and then humped post fight <laughs> as Costa was. Um, I think also now for Adesanya is that you know there's so much footage of him like he has a lot of he has quite a few championship fights that go the distance. There's a lot of footage on him, and I think there's a lot of fighters now that have realized how to prevent Adesanya from knocking them out. And And how is that? How is that? It's basically to not allow him to build up his attacks. It's the first wave of attack, he lands it, whether it's a jab, low kick, maybe a 1 2. I mean, Adesanya doesn't really throw many combinations anyway, but he'll start figuring out the range. As that low calf kick uh, tends to be like the main weapon early on and basically is that when you get hit it's to basically disengage. Now a lot of fighters they want to get I'm going to get it back I'm going to chase yeah, it back which is that. which is what you can't do with Adesanya. And what some fighters have seen now is with what Blahovic did which was when Adesanya faints Blahovic bit on every single feint but he bit in the same way off every feint so He wasn't giving adesanya new information he was just giving him the same information over and over and over again and then in turn reacted off it in a different way each time whether it was like a lead right hook or whether it was a low calf kick in response it was there wasn't he wasn't giving him new information and then in turn pulled adesanya into him so that he could then take him down obviously the greater weight that he had on him meant that he was able to do that and then control him on the ground from there in the later rounds in the later rounds rounds four, which and was key yes absolutely um the problem is with these middleweights is that the only place where they've managed to even get close to a takedown is up against the fence which is where a lot of the, where they try to get him down and he's so good against the fence he's so good at defending takedowns and neutralizing that space that it's really not worth it in a way well obviously
1: Vittori had a
0: very hard time
1: uh, trying to lean on him against the I, cage and, I mean the, Adesanya uh,
0: reaching over and patting him on the ass as he did it you <laughs> know just like really dismissing yeah. him yeah. Um, now clearly this is not something we expect a lot from
1: Pereira in this fight we don't expect any oh Joe are you going to jump in there do you expect this from Adesanya do you think he'll take Pereira down People are making a lot of this and I think we've seen from Izzy, like in his fight against Gastelum, for example, he mm. is willing to mix in some some takedowns where necessary, when he needs a bit of a break on the feet. And I mm. think if he, is, if he gets hurt, if he gets clipped, or if he's not having the success that he wants, I think he'll be ready to do that. He's... I think he would prefer to make a statement to wipe the loss off on kickboxing terms, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I think he would rather i think that's his preference but of course he's a mixed martial artist now this is his division of course he will go to a wrestling game if he needs to
0: yeah and also is his jiu-jitsu uh, in in an offensive sense he's really he's very mobile in what he switches to like the gasoline one is what people pick up on which was that triangle which he then turned into like almost into like an arm crank as well, it was, you know, he's very fluid in those moments, if he's not just like, oh, I'm going to ride out around and I'll just hold like a defensive position um, I, d- I don't know if Pereja will go to that, I know he's been training with Teixeira in his gym I would be immensely surprised if, if he attempts a takedown I wonder also more if maybe it's going to be the clinch game, the clinch game will be very different obviously compared to kickboxing where it gets broken up a lot more, here unlikely to do that I wonder if Adesanya might engage in those clinches to maybe sort of drain Pereira, you know, get the sort of that lactic acid building up within his arms. Um, It's 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 an interesting one in the hypothetical terms. I do agree with you though. I think it's going to be mostly, in fact, I'm going to say completely a kickboxing affair, and
1: unless Pereira has success, what in like a a undue success. Yeah, no, sorry, sorry, Joe. No, I'm saying that. Oh, in a kickboxing, see... yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 exactly. I see any occasion in which Izzy is hurt and he needs, like, let's say the pressure is continuous. And mm. uh, let's say that um, Pereira is marching forward into that position that you described for us earlier on, where he's got Adesanya hurt. Adesanya's trying to cover up, and Pereira is starting to go to work. Mm. You know, later on, he's starting to work for the body. He's going up top, and Adesanya can't get a break. Mm hmm we're going to see a takedown.
0: Yeah,
1: for we're sure. going to see grappling and yeah. Adesanya, I'd expect to be able to utilize that in a way which will keep him safe. Yeah. Um, now what I see Joe is I see Pereira. He's going to go forward and he's going to fight the fight that we've wanted to see. We want to see Adesanya picking people apart. Right? Yeah. We want to see, yeah, we want to see them go to war. We want to see somebody go into that distance, into that space against Adesanya. I think we're going to get it. I don't want to jinx it right now. Um, but, shall I lay it out for you, Joe? Go you for champ. it. No, no, I'll you, you be my guess. But I don't expect Pereira to be able to match those two wins that he's had. I think mm. Adesanya will win with a very complete performance,
0: on points, in a decision victory. So, about a month ago, I was uh, thinking about this card, just sort of looking ahead, getting the sort of feel of it. I was thinking, I'm trying to get the sort of what is the narrative of the fight in terms of in the ring, sorry, in the cage, I should say. And it just immediately came to me and I've just not been able to get it in my head at all is that I'm so utterly convinced that Adesanya is going to win this by decision that it just, all other possibilities just wouldn't come into my mind. I I just, I don't think Pereja, I actually don't think he's mobile enough to cut Adesanya off. And in those kickboxing matches as well, Adesanya really hounded Pereira, really, really hounded him and invited him into the fire and whenever Pereira threw, Adesanya was there, like, blocking and moving through and he has, you know, the interesting thing is the height element of this like, it's going to be the first middleweight in a while where it's the same height as Adesanya, so he can't really, He's like, a lean, huge man as, as well Pereira. He He's is a, a huge, very big man.
1: Huge man.
0: It's a lot Not to carry. just in height but in, in weight. It's a lot to carry though. So, and also
1: you know, I've watched Pade. Kind of get it. Kind of get a finish, Joe. Yeah? Late rounds.
0: Maybe, maybe. But I've I've gone for Adesanya by decision, and part of it is Adesanya. You know his pedigree as a champion, but also I've watched Pade I've watched him in kick in kickboxing. I've watched him in Glory. You know, I watched his last two fights against um, Vakitov, Artem Vakitov. The first one in which he won the light heavyweight title. Um, in a very controversial decision win. It was a fantastic fight, though. You go out your way to watch that. And then in the rematch uh, that happens that he lost, Vakitov lost the first two rounds, and he had to win the next three, and he did. And in the fifth round, Pereira just punted. He punted the fight. He's just like, oh, whatever. Like, he's not that bothered. And in on the commentary, they even reference oh, Pereja, this is his last ever kickboxing match, he's going off fully into MMA after this, after signing with the UFC and it just reminded me that I've seen him do this before like, some of his most significant losses you know I've uh, there's been the odd occasion where he's been caught and rocked and finished on the feet, but the decision losses that I've seen, he's punted the fight the last two rounds, he's like, whatever, I'll just get through this and that's the end of it I can very much see that happening you know, if past his prologue, then that is the potential setup I see for Pereja. Hence, Adesanya by decision for me, Tom.
1: All right, so we agree on that one, Joe. Yeah, you do indeed. I hope it doesn't play out the way you described it there, though. I want some fireworks.
0: Oh, for sure. I think there will be, now, particularly in the early rounds. Particularly in the early rounds.
1: Joe, the next fight is the co-main. It's Joe's women's <laughs> strawweight. <laughs> Is it strawweight even? Is it flyweight? Yeah, tra- strawweight, you. <laughs> what are you doing? It's Joe's women's strawweight corner. Yes. All right. Fireworks, yes or no?
0: Uh, fireworks in terms of, you know, I think Carlos Sparza is immensely disrespected as the champ going in as an underdog. Um, and sorry, but I'm going to have to double down on that, that disrespect here because she's facing Zhang Wai Li, Carlos Sparza. She won the title of Rose Namajunas in maybe the worst fight we've ever seen, and <laughs> Zhang Wei Li is one of <laughs> one of three good women's MMA fighters in the world. The other two being along with Rose, Rose and, and Valentina and... Shevchenko. Valentina Shevchenko. The fourth one, Joanna Jędrzejczyk, officially retired today. Um, so I mean, Joe Amanda Lemo, yeah. she knocked she, she knocked out your girl. I was I was moderately disappointed at what Rodriguez was doing on the ground in that fight. That was that was not impressive, I must say. Anyway. Um I mean, am, am I being disrespectful here by saying like what is there other to say that that Zhang Whaley's gonna win this fight by knockout? Like she's she's gonna I think she might just run through Esparza. I just think the golfing yeah. quality is too great. I mean, I think Weili's hooks, are so strong and powerful and and offensive wrestling and defensive wrestling is much improved. Um, you know... Well, uh, Joe, let, let me let me just get to that. I mean, it
1: is the defensive wrestling which I, I think is going to be key. Yeah. Now, look. Rose Namajunas yeah. won her fight against Wei Lee with yeah. takedowns. Yeah, the second fight. That was key. Rose Namajunas.
0: But Rose is... Now, Carlos Barlett, she's a specialist. That's what she does. Yes, but how does she get into those takedowns? Like you have to go through that. You either have to get into a clinch position and then work into a takedown from there, or you have to fire in a single leg or a double leg, you know, try and get into it from there.
1: Well, she did try that eleven times out in her fight against Rose. She shot eleven takedowns. How many did she get? She got two. How much control? Well. Let's not let's not, let's not kill off our listener base. Talking about
0: that, <laughs> that fight. Don't too worry, much. lads. That erection will be coming back when we're talking about Porio versus Chandler. <laughs> but. but I'm saying that's the question, there, isn't it? It's it's it is about
1: the takedown defense for Wiley. We yes, we don't need to explain why mm. she's better on the feet. Yeah. Anybody who is, who just watches the uh, embedded and watch the two ladies hidden pads. Yeah, there's, there's a different there's the...
0: a different sound when Wei Lee
1: throws. Like it's, it's a cr- it's a crunching, cracking sound. Yeah, uh, and for Carla, it's more of a pitter patter, yeah, yeah, gentle it... breeze think, against <laughs> the shore.
0: Yeah, it's it's. I mean, listen. Do you see a way in which, like, Asparza wins any of the opening rounds? Like it's going to i feel, i feel like it's going to have to be almost like a freak takedown like a uh, like, <laughs> like honestly to a freak takedown from a woman whose game is all about grappling and takedowns and she had a terrible takedown offense against rose in that last fight like and i think rose is rose more to shang. isn't rose a bit more mobile or well, than shang a bit lighter on her
1: feet than shang lighter on her feet more mobile better ring maybe, craft
0: maybe maybe, um, but shang has Oh, I don't know. Though I think also the thing is that Zhang's so forward moving is that she's going to have a lot of space behind her to defend, as well. I don't think she'll get caught up against the cage unless it's from a clinch position where she's pressed forward and then maybe Carla can turn around from there. I, I'm just all right. I, I've already put my prediction out there. I think Waley's going to finish her. You think she's going to blow her away? I do, some, um, blow okay. her away. Yeah, I do think no, she's going to blow away. I do think she's going to blow away. I've
1: gone for Waley. Waley by TK.
0: Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Here, All right. right? There's, there's All nothing right. more to Yeah, say. what are
1: do we doing? What are do we doing? Let's talk about Poirier versus uh, your man Chandler. Let's talk about it. <sighs> oh, my God. Well, I mean... Now, listen. The, that, what I've heard from, from fellow fans, of course, big fans of the pod, mm. this is what they want to hear about. They're talking about Poirier fighting Michael Chandler. Poirier, the fan favourite versus the hype man, Mr. Michael. See you at the top, Chandler. Mm-hmm. Is it the best fight on the card?
0: Are you most excited about this? Oh... From this standpoint, it is probably the best fight in terms of like how equal they are. Because we don't... There's this still unknown thing about Adesanya-Pareja. But... There's an Even though they fought twice. Not in MMA. Not in MMA. The thing with this Poirier-Chandler one is that these two guys represent the old guard of the lightweight division now. And these guys have really... They've emptied the jug. Like they've like, they put it they put it all out there. And I just wanna know, is it the, gonna be the case that one of these guys is just more shop worn than the other? Like and I worry I worry for both of them, in a sense.
1: No, but we're talking about the spectacle, aren't we? We're talking about the hype. We're yeah. not talking about are they, who should fight Makachev next. Yes. We're, we're not, hope, hopefully that's not what we're talking about. I think that's no, what's going oh, to be spoken about that is no. going to be spoken about i, I no. honestly well, think... well, let's be let's not be silly yeah
0: let's well, let's, let's wait hold on but what's on. silly about it let's say one blows the other one away inside a round, and then cuts a promo afterwards saying makachev i want you next they're getting the shot <laughs> to me it would be criminal if My- michael
1: chandler gets a shot at makachev
0: y- you telling me michael chandler's not working on that promo already that promo <laughs> is locked and loaded.
1: Well, and this is what it is, Joe. This is like, they are both, uh, they're both great draws. I like listening to both guys. I like this, um, you know, paid in full, yep. salon quality Poirier. Yeah. And, and I And, and they're I great like, fighters to watch. They absolutely are. Now, look, to so just to under- underline this, Michael Chandler, he is everything you want in a, in a big signing for the big leagues. I mean, he's had four fights in the UFC. You can remember all of them, Joe.
0: I mean, they're all immensely exciting, kill or be killed uh, style fights. I mean, in which Chandler high, has... highlight knockouts. Chandler lands at five point one seven per minute, and he absorbs at four point eight seven per minute. High, high octane.
1: Now, Action. I mean, I think I think the best example of that was not the last fight, but the one against Justin Gaethje. Yeah, that, that w- was prime Michael Chandler. What a fight that
0: was! That was that was ludicrous that fight wasn't it it was i think the only thing that makes that fight disappointing was that third round was just not as competitive as the previous two and because gaichi was styling on them yeah gaichi started to pull away on chandler i i mean when we think about their specific skills it is chandler doesn't have like a lot of tools (laughs) like i love chandler i love watching him fight but he doesn't. No, it. it's ex- it's explosive, athletic takedowns and
1: strikes. Yeah, you know? it's big, one-off bursts, big
0: shots, big yeah. shots. I'm gonna explode for like 30 seconds. All right, I'll take a step back. Let me reset. All right, off I go again. You know, he he just launches himself into it. And we know Poirier's tricks, his bag of tricks. You know, feel
1: feel the shots,
0: feel the shot. <laughs> yeah, the, the pull the short up move, jab, straight step through straight with the other hand. Which is that, a nice combo, beautiful combo. He gets everyone with it. He mm-hmm. literally gets everyone. I'm gonna actually. This is. I'm gonna ask you this question. At what point in the fight is he gonna catch Chandler with that? Is he gonna get it in like the first, second, or third uh, round? Oh, in in the first round. <laughs> it's, it's, well, like t- it's two minutes, fourteen seconds it, in, uh, uh, f- three explosions from Chandler. In after the third explosion, Poirier lands <laughs> yeah. that combo. Yeah. The guillotine, the gear jumping guillotine that he always goes for. Um you know, kind of like rudimentary low calf kicks, nice hook, nice lead hook, Yeah, It's the hook.
1: hooks. It's the hooks. Yeah. It's the hooks. For me, that's what uh stands out about Poirier, especially since he moved up to lightweight and became salon quality, Dustin Poirier. Yeah. It was uh it's the it's those is he really he beefed up and those hooks became
0: pretty vicious. They started yeah. to hurt. And he's again one of those fighters that when he gets that finishing Touch. It's like an avalanche. You know, it's a real like you're go it's going downhill for you quickly. Gaethje Alvarez, yeah, McGregor. McGregor, yeah. Here's another thing now with hindsight. Do you think Poirier missed a trick by going for that second McGregor fight and not for the title? That maybe that was his opportunity and instead he went for the money. What was his? what would the who would the matchup have been? Chandler or Oliveira probably Chandler
1: yeah that's insane to think that this this same fight now could have been a title fight
0: yeah it would have been it would have been the title fight
1: like, yeah of course Oliveira did not have the profile
0: no Oliveira had the win over Ferguson yeah and then that was which it. meant something then yeah but he
1: didn't have to, he didn't have you're right it probably would have been Chandler Poirier yeah 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 Do you but think- for him he was looking at it thinking alright Chandler, or you know, like who's who's going to be there? I, he was the you know, he was the waiting to be throned, he right. was the waiting to be crowned. I mean, that's know, at that I, moment. I mean, take I bought the money into that. take McGregor Wallace. Well, you certainly did. You for, for, you called uh Poirier,
0: Poirier, Poirier to beat Oliveira. I mean, yeah,
1: yeah, interesting looking back at that one.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, he wasn't that far away from finishing him in the first Poirier, but that's the case with every Charles fight, really. Um, yeah, this is. It's just 11 months
1: ago. It's amazing how much the picture mm. has changed at Lightweight. I know. I love really it. amazing.
0: It's, it's great. This is what the division should be like. I mean, I just look back on those dark days when you had Conor as champion and then you had Khabib as champion where he was fighting once a year. Like, you need turnover in these divisions. You need people fighting consistently. Um, but, yeah, it's quite, quite something, isn't it? I mean, we've, we're kind of almost talking around this fight. You know, the narrative almost seems more enticing the actual fight stuff, because it's, it's so tantalizing of just, like, because they both just go forward, and they're both, like, finishers. They both, like, well, just, it, it, it can just be such an avalanche on the other guy. Like, Chandler was close to finishing Oliveira in that fight. You know, he was really putting it on him. But Chandler just gets, when he gets hit, he goes, like, flying across the cage, doesn't he? Like, you know, when Oliveira caught him, he went flying. Ferguson sat him down. You know, he 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 doesn't. Gaethje put him down. Chances are, Poirier will as well.
1: Yeah, I suspect so. Um, I suspect so. I mean, it seems quite clear that both fighters are going to have to take some punishment. You know, yeah. it's going to be it's going to be a war. It seems it seems inevitable.
0: What's the um, the image that's popping out for me when sort of like describing this fight is like you have got two kids. Uh, by a swimming pool at the deep, and they're both trying to push the other one in, because like <laughs> in that water, it's just like, oh, his Armin Sarukian, you know, here's Demir Ismagulov for you. <laughs> oh, it's just Lord. like it's just like, oh, like the other one does not want to go in there. It's it's. It, well, it's quite I, this something. is the thing
1: that if I was going to put if I was going to put a down on it, Joe, this is the thing when you talk mm. when you mention things like titles and the title picture. There's no way in hell, Poirier or Chandler are ever going to fight is Magulov. That's not no. going to happen. No. That's just not going to happen. And the loser of this fight, for me, they enter the prize fighter for
0: yeah. us. Jorge Masvidal, you know? uh, That's, yeah, Max Nate Holloway, Conor Max recommend. Holloway,
1: oh my God. <laughs>
0: Bro, Max Holloway. That, oh my God. That, that, that beat is him, outrageous he took, what you've that, just that, said. That beat outrageous. him. He battered him into celebrity Ho- fight
1: Holloway, i'm sorry no i just i'm i'm outraged so i wait, need to take on. a moment here wait hold on you holloway two... is not in like for me, uh, holloway smashes almost anybody else at featherweight and right. he has done yeah, he, but... he is not he is not he needs to get out of the from the rankings he needs to get no, out, he, out of the but way. He, needs Vol- he needs volk he needs volkanovsky to fuck off <laughs> to lightweight he needs volkanovsky to beat makajam he's like volkanovsky's number one fan right now
0: right fair enough
1: come on If Take Volkanovsky out of that division and Max is totally legitimate in the top five. He is not. Do not put... Do (laughs) not put... What? (laughs) Do not put Max Holloway in the conversation with Jorge Masvidal.
0: That is an an outrage. You're telling me Holloway... This is not official. You're not not into that?
1: Joe is speaking for himself here. This is not Hold on, I'm talking Brothers' official position uh, on Max Holloway.
0: That's my position on, on Max Holloway and I stand by it. Look, enough of this. I'm putting it down. Poirier. Poirier Poirier by decision. Yes, Poirier by decision. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Seriously, that is awesome. Right. Right. Poirier decision. Right. It makes sense. Now. Right. Yeah. Frankie Edgar has his retirement fight. Ugh. How many fights too late is this? Two, three? uh, Against Chris Gutierrez, an unranked bantamweight. Now, it's not like. Not Not that that's a slight. No, this is definitely not a slight. An unranked bantamweight—that's you know that's you still could be a diamond killer. A yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right.
1: You're a bantamweight and you're fighting in the UFC. You're a man to be feared.
0: Yeah, exactly. He's facing Chris Gutierrez now. We'll get to Edgar in a moment, but let's talk about Chris Gutierrez here. We need to put a bit of shine on him here. Um, this is a man who has two TKO victories in the UFC from leg kicks. His low leg kicks honestly might be the most ferocious in the UFC. Like, they are crippling, crippling shots. And, you know, Frankie, with his sort of bobbing in and out movements, I I can see him getting demobilized quite quickly here against Gutierrez.
1: you said something there that's caught me off guard. Do you think
0: Frankie will be bobbing? (laughs) (laughs) Can he bob anymore, Joe? Uh, I live in hope, Tom. I live in hope. I, I, I... it's, it's honestly that, is there, Would there have been a good fight for him To go out on what Dominic Cruz Would have been potentially one Where they both could have retired at the same time <laughs> You know really that's what we're Kind of hoping for wasn't it And instead they've given him Chris Gutierrez Who I, I mean man He's that is just not a nice name To go out on it, It's mm. it, it's it's a rough one For him um, You know Frankie now he's what 41 42 years old And he's still a ranked bantamweight and he's basically a sitting target for someone to make their name off of. And I feel like this is what Gutierrez has basically signed up for. It's, what was the moment for you where it was like Edgar was like long done? Because if I remember correctly, Tom, you picked him to beat Marlon Vera. (laughs) Is that, is that fact? That is a fact. Oh Lord. You picked him to beat Marlon Vera last year.
1: Yeah, I guess that's when I finally accepted it. I'll tell you what,
0: Joe. Uh, back
1: in 2017, there was a young prospect. His name was Yair Rodriguez. <laughs> he was flashy. He was hot shit. And he met a very old man in the octagon at featherweight at 145 yeah. who took him to school. He yeah. ground him into the mat and put an absolute whooping on Yair to the yeah. point where I th- I thought that, you know... We wouldn't see Yair again. Yeah, uh, and that has just stuck with me. That beating that man was Frankie Edgar. He was old then; it was yeah. five years ago. But the wrestling fundamentals were so strong, yeah, so strong, and on display against and pretty elite, flashy striker. And who, by the you, way, is still a, fight,
0: still a title contender in that division now.
1: He's worked his way back to that, Joe. But that yeah. was a
0: beating. Anybody yeah. who needs to. Uh Release some
1: contents from their stomach because maybe they 're feeling unwell. <laughs> just google yair rodriguez frankie Edgar. it was a it was a whooping, and uh I believed in those fundamentals against flashy strikers without a fully rounded game mm. up until Marlon Vera so relatively recently, Frankie was already forty at that time last mm. year when he lost that fight. Now I give him no chance, no chance really? at all um The question is how does Gutierrez win the fight?
0: Uh, I've gone for Gutierrez knockout. I, 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 that Sandhagen knockout was the one that scared me the most. Where That's Sandhagen crazy. hit that jump knee and... Crazy. Walk-off flying knee. Just, he froze and just fell like a statue. It was awful, awful finish. I, I, I do worry for him in this. It's a long overdue retirement, in my opinion. You know, he found a new lease of life at Bantamweight, but... Bloody hell! The UFC really didn't give him a nice way out, did he? Like after that Sandhagen loss, he should not have faced Marlon Vera. Like realistically speaking, and actually probably should not have been ranked um, as well. I-, I think that's probably one of the small benefits. Maybe we're going to see from this fight is that Frankie leaves the rankings and it leaves opens up a spot for some other absolute unknown beast to come in and basically start to make a name for themselves um so yeah i've gone for gutierrez by knockouts tom what about you
1: i pick gutierrez by decision yeah uh ma- mainly joe because I, I just yeah i just think I can't crank- see another knockout like that yeah. i just can't see another I, I just I, I think he will go to wrestling he won't allow that distance he won't mm. allow any separation uh I just don't wanna see it, Joe. I don't wanna yeah. see it. My heart has led. My heart has led for Frankie, and that means I think he will lose yeah. my decision rather than knockout.
0: Right. <laughs> Speaking That's of That's a downer. Uh, Alright. How how are you gonna spin this? Dan Hooker versus um is it Claudio Puelas? Um yeah, Claudio Puelas. Puel it is it it is Puelas, isn't it? Joe Joe's Spanish corner is this that we're on to now? Well your Spanish is much more proficient than mine like come on
1: yeah well often when you have the double l it'll be puelles puelles
0: puelles okay. right, but uh,
1: but i don't know i don't know i don't know for for this fella
0: claudio Puele. coming out of peru
1: yeah coming out of peru joe my old neck of the woods right yeah. do you have uh, the inside track onto mma in peru uh i do not were, pe- all- were people whispering the
0: name no, I, all, all I remember was that Valentina Shevchenko used to be billed from uh, Peru. Uh, I don't know if you remember those days uh, in the UFC. Right, we'll get to Puez in a moment. Dan Hooker, um, he's taken some beatings recently, um, some quite scary ones, I, I will say, uh, and at the age of thirty-one, some worrying ones. Um, I think this is this is kind of like the he's theme. Of the, thirty-one. Of the, yeah. on. I think, I think I think he's only thirty-one years old. He's been in the UFC for a long time. He fought Yair Rodriguez at uh, featherweight. Uh, I remember that fight because Yair hit him with a with a rabona kick, <laughs> uh, which was uh, quite. Sorry, thirty-two years old, thirty-two. Um, yeah, he's gone through the bit. He's gone through the meat grinder, particularly recently. I mean, he's had the win over Nasrat Hakparas, but he's also had four losses in there including one to Dustin Poirier, in which that was just barbaric fight between the two of them. Michael Chandler... But,
1: hold on, just let me jump on that Poirier fight. It yeah. was, it was a whooping in the end, but holy shit, he had Poirier rocking in, the yes. in that fight.
0: that second round, at the end of the second round when they're just trading in the corner with each other, just landing huge shots that would have knocked out anyone else. Uh, then he had the loss to Michael Chandler in his debut in the UFC, lost to Makachev by Kimura. thousand
1: knockout, knockout. Yeah. Um, Beautiful win for Chandler.
0: And then the loss to Arnold Allen at the move down to featherweight, in which Allen just ran through him. Also missing, by the way, on there is the fight before the Poirier one, in which he uh, won a split decision over Paul Felder down in New Zealand, uh, a fight in which I had Felder winning. Uh, but again, just absolutely emptied the chug. <laughs> absolutely emptied the chug. And they just went to war with each other. Um, you know, hooker doesn't make these things easy for himself. However, I'm gonna bring this up here. Claudio Puez. Again, sorry for my pronunciation.
1: I'm not I'm not officially, by the way, signing off on that one. Pues. Uh, uh okay. yeah. <laughs> I'm not so no, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We'll have to you, get the man on the pod to tell us.
0: Yes. His main route to victory is through his grappling He has three knee bar victories in the ufc which is kind of mad the issue with that being the caliber of those fighters with the last one being clay guido um <laughs> ouch there's some shade yeah well come on man he's 800 years old and he's still fighting in the ufc like come on let's get him out of here already um so players wants to go to sort of the grappling that's where he wants to go immediately Uh, in the sort of Chris uh, Grutzemacher fight, in which, again, he got a kneebar in the third round uh, after reversing a position after being taken down. Um, Poyez kind of outworked him for the first two rounds and then sort of gassed in the third, but mainly Grutzemacher knew he was down. Um, Poyez's takedowns were not very good in those rounds. He got his only one takedown in the first round, went 0 for 8 in the second and zero for three in the third. So that tends to be the realm that he wants to go to against most fighters. And Hooker, uh, coming from the city kickboxing gym, along with Adesanya and a few other fighters on this card, has good takedown defense up against the cage. That is going to be where the battle of this fight is. Because if it's out in open mat, open territory, on the feet, Hooker will have the advantage. And against Hack Parast, as we saw, he demonstrated actually very good takedowns, I thought. Um, but Poyez, if he goes to take Poyez down, I would be surprised by that for one, because again, Poyez I think has the advantage there. Um, I just don't know. I just don't know with Hooker is does he have does he have it left in him? Well, you know, I watched
1: uh, Alex Volkunovsky's predictions to this fight, yeah. Oh, did you? I watched Alex Fokunski, also from City Kickboxing. Mm. Previewing all the guys, all the fights on this card, including four fights from City Kickboxing. I'm going to let you in on a spoiler, Joe. He thinks they're all going to win. Wow. Yes. And wow. he thinks they've all got extra fire on their, in their belly. But what he said about um about Hooker is that when they've been sparring, and he used him as a sparring partner for some of for some of his uh some of his recent matchups. Mm. ups uh, He said that he's not going anywhere. He's still got the fire. Uh, he was on point. He's sharp. He's had some time away. And he's he's still a killer. Now, look. You mentioned there the trials and tribulations hookers had of late. But you also recognize the caliber of opponents he's fought. Mm. Uh, then you also mentioned Nazrat Hakparas. That was his last win. Mm. That was in the middle of his last five fights. Mm. Who was a lower tiered opponent? Who he put a working on? Let's let's yeah. be honest. That was quite a comfortable comfortable win for Hooker. Yeah, he looked very smooth. He looked very smooth in that he, fight. He's very good. Yeah, he's very good. Now, what we've gone through a few phases of Hooker. where It's like, who's this nobody? Uh, you know, he's a bit of a gawky looking fella. Then he started putting a few wins together. Then he knocked out Gilbert Burns. Yeah, and we're like, oh wow, this, this guy's really good actually. Yeah. Gem- James Vick, when that main name meant something, you know, when yeah. he had that run in the UFC. Knocked him out too. And suddenly it was like, oh my God, this guy really is a top five fighter.
0: And then I know Denim's what you're about fight- to bring up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the Barbosa loss. That was brutal. That,
0: that was just- a brutal beatdown. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be on the end of that sort of fight here with Pueyes either. Like, I, I definitely
1: don't. My point is, Hooker is definitely top 15 10 to 15 material at a minimum still for
0: me really yeah you've been kind of harsh on him recently i've got to say so i'm surprised by this turn
1: yeah it's just like yeah it's very hard when you watch a man get broken so many times and take such punishment
0: context is key with some of these fights though isn't it like it's just like okay he lost to poirier you know former interim champ Challenge for the title. Chandler challenge for the title. Makachev, who's the current champ, and then uh, what was his last fight again? Arnold Allen, who is potentially going to be a title contender. You just told us
1: Arnold. You've told us Arnold Allen beats Volkanovski and Holloway. No I'll question.
0: Stand by it. No question about it. Right. Well, um, I'm just
1: going to highlight that on every occasion so the listeners know. I will say Joe that. Hooker.
0: He's coming back. He's winning by TKO. Wow. Now you cited Volkanovski. Uh, a teammate of Hooker at the same gym. I'm going to cite Henry Hooft here for you for just a moment. Who is Claudius's coach? Poeles's coach, yes. Who is Adamant? And many people from his gym are adamant that this gentleman will be a top 5 lightweight in the near future. Now, I'm not really one for buying into these things for the most part. But I will say having rewatched that Grootsmacker fight I'm going to be honest with you, he could have finished him before, probably should have done, but he was never really in any danger in that fight whatsoever, completely controlled him, outgrappled him. And i the fear of what has happened to Dan Hooker scares me. You know, I maybe am a bit quick at times to write off guys after beatings, and I sometimes feel bad about it, and I feel bad about it now. I've gone for players by decision. I think it's going to be a grindy, wrestly performance. And I think uh, it's going to get the job done. Uh, right.
1: Well, we will find out who the champion of the Holden I'm talking about, the belt is early then on this card. <laughs> will be decided by the winner of that fight, Joe.
0: Pretty much sir. So. Pretty yeah. much. Now, Tom, we're going to get back to that main card in a little bit. But let's look at these prelims. Uh, Banger Central... My word, Tom! Give me the one that's really got your got your juices flowing. I can only choose one. Oh, uh, give me one, just one. How
1: are you going to do that to me, Joe? Um, dirty. I oh, I like so many. I, I I'm going to surprise you with this.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm interested in seeing Dominic Reyes fight again. Same
0: same really um interested in that he's taking the time off after that prohashka loss think of this as well just as we mentioned with hooker reyes lost to jones in a fight that i thought he won he lost to Blahovich, former champ and he's lost to prohashka the current champ um he's facing ryan span not uh, going to be
1: a champ who,
0: <laughs> he's not going to be a champ who we have disparaged many times on this podcast if reyes can't get the job done here you do worry yeah. for him I do not worry for him. I think Reyes is going to school Span here, uh, take him out, take him out back, give him a good C and two, in a physical sense, not a sexual sense, and uh, really put him away. I think I want to, This is going to be the rebirth of Dominic Reyes for me. I think he's going to uh, come back and make a have a statement victory over Span here.
1: Yeah, but of course, at, at this weight class, you know, even Ryan Span, he he has caught people. He he can be a handful. It would be it would be shocking, you know, if you put mm. Reyes away, you know, with a freak punch early on. That would be a very bad omen for uh, Reyes'
0: dependence. Do you think Reyes Do you think Reyes has done his, you know, his, his thirty minutes on the exercise bike leading up to this uh, fight? A prime athlete, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> what does he
1: tell us? Once he's played in baseball, yeah, <laughs> he could jog as well. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Uh, no, hopefully Reyes will be back. Uh, what's the fight that you're picking for
0: us? Uh, I'm going to surprise you. I've picked... No, I'm not going to surprise you. I'm going to pick... Or? No, no, no. I'm picking people. Me, me, we'll talk about that in a moment. Otman no, Isata. Please not. Uh, Otman uh, Isata versus right. Matt Favola is the fight I've picked here. Uh, Isata is his first fight in two years in the UFC. Uh, after some... <laughs> he got cut. Uh, after a he, weird He, he was one of
1: those. Yeah, he would, he would never fight in the UFC again. Damon. 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 Damon.
0: <laughs> dana we haven't seen him for a while but dana is the ch- is still Leah in charge of the ufc uh yeah dana said he's cut from the ufc after he tr- has smuggled a bag into a, the fighter hotel on yaz on, island on Yaz's during island. covid yeah
1: broke protocol called him in what was in it, what was in the bag Joe? Ja?
0: i am gonna guess some weird it's either something to do with performance enhancing drugs or that was, shit
1: that makes your nipples go hard
0: Yeah, or something else that makes your nipples go hard Some weird sex toy of some variety um, That's haram Yeah, indeed, indeed Listen, uh, Isatar He's only had two fights in the UFC uh, Both of which he's won by Knockout Do you remember the uh, Timu uh Fight where Did he send his mouthpiece flying Ah uh, that one. No, no he knocked him he went stiff as a board didn't he, he just went falling backwards that was that was sick. That was a it was a
1: highlight. It was a performance of the other night. And then mm. worthy, no slouch himself. No. Put him away in the first round as well Joe. Two first round knockouts. Yeah. Uh now look, Matt Provola he's coming in as the favorite Joe. Mm.
0: This is the top tip from Holden I'm talking brother. Get your 5 pound out. Get your 5 pound out. C- uh, worthy Otman Iseta we gotta go knockout, haven't we? He's gonna be—he wants to be—he's throwing big punches, swanging and banging. Isis said by knockouts. Um, let's actually let's keep talking about these prelims just quickly. Um, I'm gonna pick another one that's gonna surprise you. <laughs> unlimited picks now. Go on, there's, there's some good stuff on here, man. Let's talk yeah, about the good fights. There are. All... Let's, let's We'll punt the new stuff. I'm not interested in talking about that. Let's. Talk, I'm gonna talk about this one. Carlos Ulberg... Is opening up the early prelims against. Oh, I wish I hadn't picked this fight. Look at this guy's name, uh, Nikolai Negu Me- Me- what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> Can't
1: say that. Joe, <laughs> come on, you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now Ulberg, Ulberg, he he has looked pretty good. He has looked pretty good in his last outings. Um, <laughs> now Volkanovsky <clears throat> Volkanovski was less emphatic about his faith in Ulberg to win than he was about the other guys. I, I will say that. Okay. Um, he was very much talking about like renewed focus. He's taking it more seriously. He's in better yeah. shape, which implies that he wasn't that man. And if you weren't that man. Do you become it and, and reach the elite? I'm, I'm not sure.
0: Well, I remember his debut in the UFC uh, against uh, Kennedy uh, in- Nchukwu. <laughs> oh, my God. The pronunciation, I'm really sorry. This is so bad. Where he was winning the fight and then just completely gassed and lost it and got knocked out in the uh, second round. Came back with a, a very cagey win uh, over Fabio Charant and then before defeating Tafon Chukwi uh, by knockout in the first round in his last fight, getting that confidence back. Yeah, you know. um, yeah. It'd be interesting to see if Ulberg can continue along this uh, this route. Uh, but his opponent Nikolai, who I'm not going to attempt his surname again. Um, they share uh, an opponent uh, in, in Chukwu, uh, in which he has a decision win over him. Please stop laughing at me. Uh, where and he's uh got a four fight win streak here two streaking light heavyweights here probably on the edge of the uh, uh light heavyweight rankings doesn't take much to get in there um yeah i'll be interested to see that tom go on pick the other prelim fight we're excited for
1: well we've been dancing around it joe um oh but word. it yeah oh my word oh lord here we go it's brad riddell Another city kickboxing stalwart, a man who's been dancing around the edge of the lightweight rankings, had a few disappointments of late, but not shamed himself. Mm. And he's fought a resurgent Renato Moicano in the headline prelim event. Great Big fight. money
0: Moicano, can't wait to see him back. His last fight, obviously, was the loss to uh, RDA. But, you know, he was starting to put it together before that. Fun prelim fighter, fun, you know, lightweight uh, mixer upper. Uh, Moicano. This is going to be a banger. Like, they're just going to absolutely swang and bang. And frankly, I wish this was on the main card. Uh, More so than probably Frankie Edgar Gutierrez and Hooker Pueyes as well. Um, Yeah, this is going to be a stonker of a fight. Okay, Tom. Let's just wrap this up here by asking this question. UFC at MSG, this is the fifth time they've come... To Madison Square Garden now. What's like the memories that kind of stick out for this card? Because they've started to make this a sort of big time, big deal event. Um, What's the main ones that stand out? Do you think this is a fair card to continue in that lineage? Oh,
1: because they're having such big events, very memorable. I mean, we already Mm. talked about, or did we? Perhaps we didn't talk about Conor McGregor's, you know, big. Double belt achieving fight against Mm. Eddie Alvarez, Uh, you know, with his his signature performance for me. That's the
0: one. That's the one for me. That's the one. Can I also Uh, just say, as well, that's not just the signature performance for him, that's the signature moment of the UFC, I think. It's their biggest star who put on his best performance, who then cut an incredible promo. You know, the uh, I just want to take this moment to apologize to absolutely no one. Like, it's just incredible. He was on fire that week. There was also the incredible press conference where Alvarez was trying to talk trash, and McGregor just said, these big Irish balls in your face was all he said, if you remember if you remember that moment. It, it was just uh, incredible. And also, the rest of that card as well. If you remember the Tyron Woodley Wonderboy fight that was on there? Yoel Romero beheading. Well, money, that fight? Yes. <laughs> Romero beheading uh, Chris Weidman as well. Oh, that was the flying knee. The flying knee, oh, where and God. then I remember when he called out Bisping afterwards, and they were talking. Tra- he was talking trash to him, like from the cage up into the rafters, where Bisping then gave him the finger. And then also on the prelims, Khabib defeating Michael Johnson, uh, and then as he was tra- talking trash to him, I just think that that is like that one fight, that one performance from McGregor is basically the pinnacle of the UFC, at least in terms of the modern era.
1: But other big events at MSG, I mean, we touched upon the fighters here who, who appeared at MSG last year. Mm. Um, yeah, Gaethje and, and Chandler, hell of a fight. Mm. Obviously, yeah, a bit sad, but the Vera front kick knockout of Frankie Edgar.
0: For sure, for sure. We also then had, uh, after the year after McGregor, you had the UFC 217, which had the incredible three title fights in a row, starting off with Nami Yunus knocking out Jacek followed by Dillashaw versus Garbrandt which is like a round and a half of carnage and then the returning GSP winning the middleweight title of Michael Bisping and it was, that was a wonderful moment to see a great comeback winning a belt in the second division and looked really good in it as well like if you remember the end of that GSP welterweight run, very defensive, focused on the wrestling, that Bisping fight just went out there and just went for it and they had a tremendous scrap
1: yeah, I think those are the biggest fights to to mention. Of Wait, course, that was the
0: whole... Masvidal, Nate yeah, Diaz, the, the, Bmf.
1: Bmf. Mm. Yeah, uh,
0: that doesn't that hasn't aged well, is it? No, no, it's not. Ah,
1: uh, uh, the whole thing with The Rock. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it was TV. It was it was MSG. It was the big show. Yeah, but um, I'm hoping for a better event this weekend.
0: For sure. For sure. Right, we're going to go through our main card picks one more time. This time starting from the bottom going up. Uh, Dan Hooker, Claudio Pueles. I picked Pueles by decision.
1: Yeah, but I picked Hooker for knockout.
0: Hooker by knockout, my word. Frankie Edgar versus Chris Gutierrez. Uh Picked Gutierrez by knockout. whereas you Gutierrez,
1: decision here.
0: Decision. And then the top three fights were matched here. Poirier versus Chandler. We both got for Poirier by decision. Espaza by uh, versus Whaley. Uh, Wei Lee by knockout, TKO, however you want to put it. And then in the main event, Israel, Adesanya versus Alex Pereja. The trilogy, the grudge match for the middleweight title, we've both gone for Adesanya by decision. My word, Tom, I am hyped. At the start of this week, I was about a five or a six in terms of hype, but right now I'm at a good eight to nine. Mm -hmm. The fire is there in my belly. We're going to see some proper proper scraps and i cannot wait listeners thank you for joining us tom thank you for joining me my
1: pleasure joe uh i'll be back for my crowning event <laughs>
0: next week <laughs> will you eck? will you eck? and uh listeners yeah we'll be back next week in which i will finally nail those pronunciations thank you so much and good night good night